Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Professional Idiots Podcast. I am Dimitri, and my go by Yugo, or X Yugo on Twitch. And this is my co host, Kayo, who goes by Gavin. Kayo. I go by Gavin. Uh, I did some content creation before this. I have a YouTube channel with 3,000 subscribers, and I'm looking to do not that anymore. Looking to branch out, uh, do something good with my time. So, clearly a very big deal. Yes. So, um, I'll just kind of introduce ourselves really quick, because this this is our first podcast together. So, um, my first introduction was gaming. It was a PlayStation 2 when I was four years old, and my first game that I had was the original Lego Star Wars, not any of the new ones, and we're (laughs) actually planning on playing some of that on stream a little bit together. Uh, We tried it out. It's so sketch. We love it. But that was my first introduction. And then the first game I bought myself uh, was a PlayStation 3. And I pre-ordered Destiny 1. And then during Taken King, I moved over to Xbox for Halo 5, because I played that a little bit competitively. Oh, as um, you do. As you Was do. Was that on the 360? Uh, no, Xbox One. I played Halo 5 on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Right. I did the Breakthrough, uh, which was the 4 versus 4. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my greatest moment. I don't know if I still have the clip, but I had a clip where I went 1 versus 4, and I assassinated everyone. I assassinated all four of them. It's kind of like yeah. the equivalent to Trials of Osiris. It was Halo's response to, to Trials. Um, but that was the first game. I, Destiny was the first game I bought, and I moved to Xbox, and now I play Destiny 2 on PC. Uh, and I, I still enjoy it. I love the story of the game. It still entrances me because of the music and the world building and everything like that. But that's how I uh, got started into gaming, and then I got a little bit more into uh, politics and uh just more with life the the older music i got production and i do music I, I make music as well that is something i've been getting into a lot recently i started playing piano when i was seven and i'm 21 now so two-thirds of my life i've been sitting at that piano bench and i've been self-taught since i was about 14 so nice dude yeah i, I want to get into piano really bad but that shit ain't cheap it's, you can just uh, get a keyboard you don't need to get something expensive you I can know. get like a hundred dollar keyboard how many how, what's like the standard for keys that i should get like how many keys is standard i have no idea i literally know nothing i i can help you with that for sure um yeah, yeah i mean there's really you want to get a yeah. full-sized yeah i know you don't have a lot of room uh, in there but you could probably get a cheap stand for it you can get a like a really crappy keyboard and probably plug it into your computer and get uh, like an FL, get like FL Studio, and you can like use one of their. You can get like the trial version and use like one of their grand pianos. Um, yeah, yeah. And it'll yeah, sound yeah. really nice. So you can just use yeah. it as a MIDI that way. I mean, that's yeah. how I got to work on my uh, PCs. I used a keyboard and I used FL Trial for a while. But um, what got yeah. you into gaming? So uh, when I was like three years old, my dad got a. One of the games even came out. I think it was like. Christ, uh, 2001, yeah, so when I was, like, three or four years old, so this was, like, 2008-ish or something like that, uh, I had, we, we found a, a, a GameCube on sale for, like, $15, and so we picked that up, and my dad got Super Mario Sunshine, and he played the hell out of that, and I was too scared to play the game for some reason, so I had him play, and I watched him play it. And then, uh, I remember my cousins came over one time and introduced me and my brother to Super Smash Bros. Brawl. 
sorry, Melee. And that's how, like, we got into gaming. And then from there, uh, we played Super Mo sorry, we played Luigi's Mansion. We played a lot of Smash Bros. Uh, we played all the LEGO Star Wars. Again, the original. We weren't playing the original. We were playing the second one. On the Complete Steam. Saga. Yeah, we weren't playing the original. But, um... Yeah, and then from there, uh, I remember it was like, uh, I, I moved from Massachusetts up to New Hampshire uh, in the summer between first and second grade. And then when we moved up here, that was an election year. And on one of the one of the primary election days, I think, I don't know, I don't remember which one it was, we had the day of school off. And my brother and I convinced my mom to let us go to GameStop and pool our birthday money we had been saving from that previous year to go and buy an Xbox 360 which we later had to plead with her to let us get Halo because they had a thing against violent games. So this was like a big step for us. And then from there we played Minecraft, you know, we did the thing Halo. And then um, my cousin got me into Destiny 2. And I played that for like the past six years. And here I am now, sitting here with no actual good games to play. So. I know, right? Destiny's struggling uh -huh. right now. But I mean, I think the next season's hopefully going to be pretty good. Yeah, they, I, they're really good at hyping. They are, they are. <laughs> Destiny is just a hype train that leads to nothing. Oh, it's so sad. But um, my parents were super against violent video games as well. And yeah. the first M game I had to get was a story-based M game. Uh, it's you've probably never heard of it. It's called Quantum Break. It was an Xbox I've heard of it. I've definitely heard that before. It was an Xbox exclusive, and it was actually sick. It was a really, really good-looking game. Um, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's why I, I that's why I know. But they remade it in 2016. Yeah, yeah. That's that was my first uh, M game that I bought myself. The only reason I was allowed Wait, to get Destiny is because it was rated four T. years ago. Four years ago. Four years ago. My first M game. Wait. Oh, so they didn't remake it. That's just when it came out. Well, yikes. You... I thought it was a remake okay. of something way earlier. Is it not? I think it might have. It probably was. Well, point being, it was um, my first. It was my first M game that I got, and I had to beg my friends. I'm like, I'm 17 now. It has adult themes, but I'm an adult. It doesn't matter. We have the internet. Like we've already been exposed. Yeah, I matter. know. But I didn't. I didn't want to go against it and have to like hide it from my parents. Um, so the only reason I was able to get I mean, it was because it was rated but... T. Um, yeah, that also took some convincing for me. Yeah, I was like, brother. no, 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 it's rated T, and you're only fighting aliens. I swear. Mom, I promise. Can I get GTA? I'll only play online. I won't go to the strip club. I promise, Mom. I won't get a Bro. prostitute. I swear. Mom, I promise. Yeah. But speaking of games. I know. Speaking of games. Games? games. Ubisoft. No. Brought out a new TOS. Yeah, you'd love to see it. It's going out in August. And it's rough. <laughs> So, do you think they're like well, for, describe what it, describe what's going on with it? So, with with them, um, their new TOS. So, this is kind of in response to what happened with Blizzard Activision with Dota, even though Dota's pretty old. Um, Wait, what did they do? So, Blizzard Activision produced Warcraft three, yeah, and then they basically just had all of their assets yoinked, and Dota was made. Why? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Dota is super popular, and Blizzard Activision doesn't get a cent from that. They don't get anything. Why? Wow. Um, because they didn't make it. 
It was a. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Dota was a fan-made game. So. Oh, but they yoinked their assets. They yoinked the assets, and there was nothing in the terms of service against it. Um. So basically, what Ubisoft is doing is they're kind of making something to protect against that, but they're putting it weight. Uh, yes. So Uh, they can't get money from Dota. uh, Ubisoft, sorry, Activision Blizzard will never get money from Dota because they don't own it. But Ubisoft, um is basically with their new games coming out and Valhalla and everything like that, they're basically implementing something that would prevent it, but it's really, really blanket. So one of the things that they basically say is you can't produce content of any Ubisoft title on anything other than Uplay. Dude, I don't know if... Biz, I don't think Uplay has... lawyers are so important. Like, it's insane the amount of shit people get by with. Like, what you said, they made a whole franchise using their assets. Like, small business lawyers are so important. They are. They are. So, basically, you just have to say, you make any content that's not on our platform, we can take it, and we can monetize it. That includes your likeness, so your your face, like let's say you're streaming with a face cam, they can take that. All of the content you've produced, all the money it'll make, everything. They can just take it. It won't be yours anymore. It's like those shitty mobile ads. On top of that, um, they can mo- take any of your content and put it into their own thing so they can like say make a commercial of you if let's like let's say you played a ubisoft game this is actually what i think might happen they're going to take people who are like playing ubisoft games oh yeah you're like what's streams- how much fun they're having yeah and they're going to put it into adverts and stuff like that so i think they could do that um basically it's meant to protect that you can't produce assets but they took it way too far because here's the next step that they said they said on top of that let's say that you own a license to music that you play in your video we take that video because it's not on our platform and we monetize it. We don't have a license to that music and then that music studio is now suing us for that. Not only does Ubisoft not have to pay that lawsuit, you do, but they don't have to take down the video. So the lawsuit can continue. They are under no obligation to basically fix the problem that they're causing. That, but if, if I'm being honest, like, basically every term of service does that now. It's like, we can take away all of your privacy if we want, but I promise we won't do it ever, unless we need to. Like, Discord, they have, like, the same shit. Like, uh, the, the one thing they do have is, like, they say your media and all your communications, everything you say is your liability only because they don't want to be held liable for people posting illegal shit. That's the yeah. only reason. Yeah, like, that, all your advertising information, that's all theirs. Mm-hmm. You know? They, it's... Like, like Discord basically is only profitable as of, like, this year from what With I've heard. Nitro. Yeah, because like, now they're going to have to pay back all their investors, and they basically are entirely funded by Chinese investing firms, so... Yeah, I mean... But Discord was a that. very ambitious project, so... Um, sure, I mean... I mean like, but the, it they're definitely revolutionized on, the gaming their content, community. Their content delivery network is based on Electron. If you know anything about it, it's very unsecure. So you can basically get anything about anybody if you know what you're doing. Like, yeah. I have a friend who literally yoinked my, uh... Oh, God, what did they get? They got my first password I had on Discord, like, five years ago. Just within, like, two minutes. Really? It's crazy, yeah. Gosh, that's ridiculous. I mean, and I know that Discord is also having a new TOS. Yeah, so you know more about now, that than me. Yeah, so I was reading on it. I'm in the server, 
and they were talking about how like yeah we really don't want to censor people but we might have to because before they in the guideline they said you can't slur but it's on the person's liability saying if you say a bad thing and you do it repeatedly and you're told to stop or whatever you'll get banned but now they're putting the liability both on the person and the server so if you have like a bunch of people on a server being very toxic or whatever saying slurs whatever discord considers that to be mm-hmm. uh you can get you, you can get yourself banned and the server banned so now the servers are being held liable for stuff and that's a problem because a lot of discords don't have a very good moderator team so we're gonna see a big so like, moder- we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of discord server getting per discord servers getting purged you know what that actually feels like a ploy from them to save money why what do you mean oh what do you mean? Like well, bunch of stuff? Bunches of small servers. Let's say that there's an N-word in it. Well, your server's been deleted. Um, because you aren't making us any money because it's too small. Because it's too... Yeah, exactly. Um, so... I mean, bandwidth is cheap, but, like, it's not that cheap. Exactly. Um, I mean, a good example of kind of, like, how that would be is, correct me if I'm wrong, but how I understand it is, like... Let's say on our group server that me and you run for Apex Legends. Um, let's say somebody comes in, turn out to be super racist. They say a bunch of really racist stuff. Our server could get deleted, even though yeah, it wasn't us who said that. Mysteriously, you're going to see only server that have server boosters staying, you know? Yeah. So they're making us money. Yeah. I went to Discord with a dude who paid like $150 to get it up to 100 i mean to all 30 boosts oh to get the tier 3 boost yes ridiculous now we have like 80 of them from other people i don't oh, know really? why it's some really it's some really bad meme dang it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. so now we have vanity URL and stuff it's actually really cool to see you can do there's like uh a bunch of like developer discords they're rolling out a feature where like if when you join the discord it'll have like a prompt on your screen, it'll say, like, check out the FAQ. It's, like, an actual, like, embedded Discord thing. So check out the FAQ before you can join. So Discord is doing a lot of stuff for developers right now. It's cool. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Um, yeah. Speaking of the Discord, it will be linked below. If you want to join, feel free. <laughs> Our server right now is just for Apex, but uh, we plan on probably branching out depending on other games that we play. True Vanguard is playing Apex now. On his first game, oh my god, on his first game of Apex, no, not, never mind, it wasn't his first, ah, wait, no, he got a match where he got 11 kills and 3k damage. Oh my gosh, dude, we need to do it again, we, um, yesterday we made some Smurf accounts and we tried it out, and our first three games we just destroyed a bunch of lobbies, it was, it was not, it was not very nice, it was not very nice mm. at all. I would have dropped a 20 bomb if my internet didn't die. I know. I was like, it's like Gavin. I got 16 kills and 1.999k damage. <laughs> yeah, you're so. getting mocked for that in the Discord right now. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but I think one of the interesting things about Apex Legends, in specific, as a as a game, is its openness right now to the professional league. A lot of games have closed professional leagues. You need to know people. Um, for example, I played World of Tanks semi-professionally. I got paid. Yeah, it's all I, invite only. I you got to pay or it's invite only. Yeah, I mean, I got paid, but I wasn't getting like a massive sum of money. Or, and I wasn't doing it full-time, so I'm not going to say I did it like completely professionally. 
But the reason it happened is I was playing a match. I did really well. A recruiter saw it happen. He said, hey, uh, would you be willing yeah. to uh, be okay. in one of our tryouts? And I said, yes. I said, okay, I'll, I'll join one of your tryouts. Um, and I did the tryout, and I crushed everyone around me because most people were tiny brain in that game. And I was just average, so... I managed to get in, and then I started calling for them, and it went it went from there. But I had to like be lucky. I had to be in that match with that person to even have the opportunity to try out for basically semi-professional work. But with Apex Legends, what I've seen is that they have these yeah with systems. the new with the with, with the, uh, the the pandemic they opened it up to everybody. It's no longer invite only, so they have like automatically set up tournaments where everybody can attempt it. It's really cool. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping um, that you're going to see people breaking in to the professional leagues just because they were really oh, yeah. good, but they were just kind of didn't know how to, they're, they're too shy to make the connection because to be a professional gamer right now, you need like five different things to go right. You need to- Oh, Knock, Knock. That was his name, Knocked. Yeah, like no one knew who he was until last season. And then he just destroyed online. And he's a yeah. controller player. I wonder if he's going to be allowed in ALGS if he cares enough. Uh, I doubt it. I mean, what wouldn't really he doubt be? It. Because they're going to be, oh my god, aim assists, it's bad. Dude, he played in the past two tournaments. He was he won the last tournament, actually. He did? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they did an entire about thing. That. I'm, I'm I, pretty sure. They had won two like matches controller... in a row. I feel like a lot of controller players, like when when you when you move from controller to PC, you're like, oh boy, I can't wait to play on a keyboard or mouse and never pick up a controller ever again. I feel like if a lot of controller players just stick to controller playing on PC, they would be nuts. They would be such good players. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I have not really used a controller in like five years. I wish oh, sorry, that like I stuck years. on controller because I was good at Destiny One. I was. Yeah, insane. so was I, dude. But I kind of lost well, a lot of that. <laughs> To be fair, everybody in Trials was a bot, but... True. True. Destiny 1 on Xbox One was bot land. Well, it was fun because you would have, like, every other game with people just jumping off the map for bounties, and it was, like, fun. Like, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then you would be doing it, too, and giving people flawless, you know, the vibe. Remember when Trials was coming out and everyone's like, oh, professional gaming on Destiny, and... Destiny is never going to be esports ready. I don't want it to be esports. It would be really exciting to see as an eSport, but it will but never be there. It will never be the there. The PvP... No, dude. PvP has killed Destiny. I'm, I'm just talking about, like, watching it as, as an outside viewer without any of my inside knowledge of Destiny just completely objectively saying, uh, like, if I... I mean, it'd watched. be interesting. Back in Destiny yeah. 1, year 1, if you had a meta where you balanced Foul Winters, Thorn, and Last Word, like, literally those three weapons, you'd have a really good simple meta. Unironically. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Like, even... Th I, I like the idea of having guns that are just straight up better than others. They don't like that idea for some reason. I don't understand. They're... They like it, but they're too afraid to admit it. And I think the community would be furious if they did that. And... I don't understand. What I think mean. they overbuff some things and underbuff others, and then... I, it's really just a tur turnaround. All they would need to do is have rotations of what's powerful. I mean, look at Fortnite, for example. I, I, I don't like Fortnite very much. I played it 
when I first started streaming, and it was actually my most popular stream game, which was depressing. It was Minecraft. It's such a high game. skill ceiling. It is. Like, it you is. just get curb stomped. I was terrible at it. But, like, oh, looking no. at professionals in that game, certain guns are actually overpowered. Drum gun is overpowered. Well, the so Apex, R9 is obviously the best best SMG IAR, you know? Yeah, or the, cra- like the Kraber is disgusting if you're a really, really good shot because you can just one-shot anybody. It's really interesting dynamic that you have such a clunky weapon that's so hard to master. You know, when you think of snipers in any game, it's like, you know, quick shot. But you can't really do that. You either... You either hip fire or you 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 hard scope, you know. Yeah. You can't really squ- quick scope with the gun. Yeah. So my my point being is that the turnaround for buffs and nerfs in Destiny is just not at the rate that Fortnite is. They're too Fortnite, scared to try anything hard. Fortnite anything tunes like every week. They tune things literally every week. They have a patch every week, every Wednesday. Yeah. And I think if Destiny was willing to do that, and they were willing to, like, change up weapons that fast. Have you tried Fortnite recently? Like, they have literally... They, they, they had helicopters at some point. They had they mechs. Had, they had... They had that, that, that's a great example, though. They had mechs for one week. It was like, haha, honeymoon period, fun for, like, two days. No one liked it. You know what they did? They didn't wait a whole season. They, did they wait, got rid they of it. They waited for three weeks, and everyone was furious that they waited for three weeks. Three weeks. But that's still be- that's still better than literally any other game. Do you know how long Lord of Wolves was overpowered in Destiny? Over in Destiny a year. Two. It was a year and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, when was that buff? Like even then, release the wolves. It was when they like, buffed release the wolves to being able to switch to it whenever yeah. you want, and then it just became disgusting for. Just a reminder months. that the recluse has been meta for over a year now. Well, the recluse like, has gotten it's its nerf. Boring. But it's just boring. Mountaintop. Mountaintop slightly less boring, but still boring. For those of you who don't know, Mountaintop is a um, grenade launcher. Grenade launchers are usually heavies, but there's a couple that are breech loader that are you can use normally. You don't need heavy ammo for it, which basically yeah. means you can spawn with a few bullets of it. Mountaintop is special in that it can one-shot anybody. Not out of supers, but it does a ton of damage. And... Well, Every other grenade launcher has an arc spike. and travel time, and Mountaintop flies in a straight line and travels ridiculously fast, and you can hip fire it. Yeah, and combine it's it's just they're just too scared to try anything too drastic because that's another thing. I hate the idea of publisher bad, game studio good, because Eververse, as we found was entirely Bungie's idea. Well, have you seen what they're doing to Eververse? I know, but I'm convinced they just got their... They, they realize they got enough money and they're ready to, to roll it back. They, they yeah. don't... They, they're not doing it out of kindness. No, I don't they think just, so. They just either. got enough money from it for Project Matter but or whatever. At the end of the day, it is a game studio. It's a business in a capitalist society. I want it's them to make, to money. make money. I want them to make money. I want yeah. them to be happy and wealthy because I want them to keep making the damn game. Yeah. I would be devastated if they said, hey, Destiny's done, no more, Destiny 3's not happening, this is the last year of Destiny, you know? That'd be very sad. Well, they might the do that with Project Matter, and it, but it is such a great universe. There's no game, that, there's no FPS MMO game like Destiny. There's no. nothing. No. no. It's just... Um, like, <laughs> but this isn't meant to be a Destiny rant, though. It's just kind this of a good just... example of... Uh, but yeah, it's it's just people when a lot of companies start to self-publish, Bungie included, 
they think there's going to be things that are better. It's just going to be better. Like, obviously, they can try different things, but it's not going to be better. All that you they know? have is more Generally, freedom to try different things, and they have been trying different things to, to give most, them credit. Most publishers are hands-off. They're like, make this much money, and we'll be happy. Mm-hmm. That's all they want. Mm-hmm. And know? a good example of that would be 343. Uh, they published and produced Halo 5 in tandem with Microsoft Studios. Hmm. They had to do it with Microsoft, Stu- Microsoft Studios uh, yeah. just because it was going straight to Xbox and you, you kind of have to. Microsoft well, Studios yeah, was... basically helped them develop. They they weren't uh, a straight-up publisher. 343 published it and developed it. And Halo 5 is still the worst Halo game by far. It was supposed to be their triumphant return to the story of Master Chief and Cortana after several years. And How was the story for it? The story was okay. It wasn't great. What's Halo Infinite? What's up with that? Halo Infinite is the new Halo that's coming out. Everyone has really high expectations. I'm tempering them. There's been rumors that it's going to be open world on a new Halo. Dude, the thing with Halo is that the gunplay in Halo is dog shit. And everybody knows that you play Halo for the story... Halo Reach, mm, Halo ODST. PvP is still pretty good, though. It's clunky. It is, but it's still but good. The, like, people play Destiny for the gunplay, not the sto- Like, a lot of people play Destiny for the gunplay, not the story. I'd say the majority of people play Halo for the story, not the gunplay. Yeah. You know? I mean, we are De- ramping up to a very big conclusion with uh, Halo Infinite story-wise, but... Yeah, what's going on with that? I haven't read any of it. It's taking place, we know... Basically I know there's nothing. a raid in the UNSC Infinity or something like that. Uh, I, yeah, there's Infinity is running because if you, you know the story of Halo Five. No, I I, I saw the Halo Four. Um, Cortana gets her rampant secured, so she's deathless now. Um, That's nice. That's she gets scary. Corrupted. By yeah, the I, of, of course. How how could I expect that? She gets corrupted wow. by the Forerunner. And she ends up um, basically offering immortality to all of the AIs all around the galaxy. And most of the AIs in the galaxy take it, and they take on a new title called The Created. And basically, they're all evil. They're taking over imagine. the... They're take, you know what the mantle of responsibility is in Halo? Maybe? Remind me? It's militaristic protection of biodiversity. Oh, so it's like SCPs. Uh, kind of... It's like the mantle of resp- you would kill before you allowed a species to go extinct. It's why the forerunners oh. created the halos. Yeah. Because they held, they actually humans were supposed to hold the mantle of responsibility. That's what the uh, that's in the lores that they were supposed to hold that we're pretty sure. Anyways, yeah. Cortana has become the holder of the mantle of responsibility and she gets a bunch of really big robots called guardians to police uh, the galaxy. And basically control everyone. And the UNSC Infinity is on the run. And we're pretty so, sure... I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but I'm pretty sure they jump and they find a new Halo called Halo Zeta or Halo Z. Um, and I'm, we're pretty sure that that's where the game take, takes place. And the climax is going to be John kind of achieving what ancient humanity was, along with Cortana being either saved or destroyed. And what's happening with the forerunner and the flood because the flood aren't gone yet by any means so we're looking so at a pretty going epic on, conclusion what's going on with uh i can imagine master chief being pretty depressed about cortana dude That's... the entire time of halo 5 it's cortana i will follow you 
I will do what you ask. Cortana, why am I doing this? Cortana, give me straight So was she, like, using Master Chief without him knowing that she was corrupt? Oh, my gosh, dude. There's, everyone knew she was corrupt. There's no way. Well, like, dramatic irony. Though, yeah, interestingly, know, like... there's this thing called the domain in the game, which is basically this subspace everywhere. It's, like, instant internet for the Forerunner is the best way to describe it in, in short. And the only people who were supposed to access it were the Forerunner. John accessed it just with his brain. That's nice. And that's how he found out Cortana was alive. Anyways, it also follows another Spartan team where you're supposed to try to go and take down Master Chief because he's going AWOL. Um, and the fight between them is just... Ugh, it's terrible. It's You're like expecting this new Spartan who's fighting off against Master Chief and you're expecting this fight to be massive. And it's just like... Eh, eh, eh. Heh, heh, armor lock, ha ha. Sounds like uh, uh, the, the end mission of Shadowkeep. Where yeah. you just fucking yeah. shoot shoot Gaul with Mountaintop three times and he's dead. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was very disappointing. I don't know. I feel like we're kind of plateauing in AAA games right now. We have a lot of companies that are, you know, and they're trying to make a, trying to make a quick buck. Bungie included, you know, Blizzard included, all these companies, they're selling cosmetics, which pre, like, I don't, I kind of want to say that cosmetics weren't really a thing that people cared about pre, like, 2010, mm -hmm. you know, you'd see people in Halo Reach being totally contempt with having their uh, operator helmet with a neon green color, and that was it. Yeah. And there was such a focus on it, like... I don't want to say it's toxic, but I feel like it's being exploited. People are saying, no, we're not, you know, trying to rip your money from you. We're just giving you the option to buy this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I feel like a lot of companies are just being influenced very heavily by their publishers, but when they become their own publisher, they're going to be influenced by their own publishing team within them. So it's literally yeah. no different. All that's different now is that you don't get sued by a massive multi multinational billion dollar corporation but you know still very similar pressures i mean to be honest one of the things that um i'm actually okay with is i'm okay with cosmetics being monetized sure i mean i would like I... for them i would love for it to all be earnable in the game and the way that they make their money is by dlc and, and stuff like that no um, I, I understand that i just feel like a lot i'm not okay with pay to I win have... My problem is that the, the community hostility towards just paying for things in-game in general, and that causes a very toxic environment. So I don't think selling the cosmetics is a problem. I feel the community's response is making the game very toxic. Yeah. Like, you've seen, obviously, Destiny the game was full of a bunch of fucking children. Yes. Uh, that don't understand maybe every idea they have is in great game design. But I feel like a lot of companies... No, I mean, I feel like a lot of communities are so discontent with the notion that they want to spend so much money on cosmetics mm -hmm. and stuff. So they get mad at the game developers being like, give us some of this for free. We don't want to buy any of it. You know, it's like you raise your expectations too high and it makes everybody really toxic. My, prob okay, my problem is, is the toxicity that has been caused by selling cosmetics. I think selling cosmetics is fine, but I feel like the community backlash 
makes it not worth it for a developer to do it because nobody's happy for some reason. Yeah, I mean, the, there's no real right answer to it. What you would want is you would want there to be um, interesting cosmetics mm-hmm. um, that you can I like get. the cosmetics. I like the Guardian game cosmetics and the ones from this season. Yeah, I mean, you would want there to be interesting cosmetics, but you want the best stuff to be earnable. Well, like what you were saying, you were talking about, like, I, I brought up the idea, like, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of games are going downhill and gaming in general is dying, and you said, no, baby, it's just uh, single title, uh, what, what's it called? Oh, uh, we're, length, like we're, how, we're experiencing the uh, the plateau of lifetimes of how, for single a titles. A lifetime of a single game, yeah, maybe Destiny is just at the point where, you know, it's done, new game, move on. Yeah. Which I, I, I expect Bungie to do good things in the future. Like, I don't think they're going to move very far from the format of Destiny. They're the very games. good storytellers. Yeah, the writing team is excellent. Also, I hate the notion that Luke Smith caused all the problems when he was the director of Taken King. Yeah. That's just a side note. I mean, he was also the director of Rise of Iron. I loved Rise of Iron. It was good, but it was not very good. It was... The story was weak. I don't know, dude. I, I feel like a lot of these games, people are just being nostalgic. You know? I was talking to you. Like, you... I don't want to go back and just see, haha, this is the gun I had. Cool. Let me shoot it a couple times. I went back on my Xbox and played Wrath of the Machine. Really fun. But it was, like... Not the same, because I had seen people do it hundreds of times. Do it hundreds of times. It's not the same when you don't have those past three years of grinding to get to that point. I mean, the past two years of grinding to get to that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I mean. Other people just getting nostalgic. Yeah, I mean, and I wasn't really wanting to play Destiny One again as well for uh, the grind through it. I was kind of wanting to enjoy the story again because I really. But you lo- don't want to ruin it for you. Same thing with like Galahorn. Like I'd rather just keep Galahorn year one, and just don't ruin its legacy. Same with Fourth Horseman, whatever. You know, they bring back all these exotics which are so watered down, they ruin the legacy of it. Leave exotics the way they were. And just keep Destiny 1 where it is. Like, I I just hate... So... If they just make legendaries rare again, people won't focus on min-maxing. Because instead of focusing on getting legendaries, then min-maxing, it's just min-maxing. And people are getting really upset. I remember it took, like, six months to go from standard to min-maxing. In Taken King. It would literally take, like, eight hours of grinding to get a single legendary, mm-hmm. if you're lucky. I remember. I was super was lucky. Shit. I got a God Roll Clever Dragon, if you remember that meta, that pulse rifle, the super rapid fire one from uh, Rise of Iron. Uh, it was Iron Banner oh. one, and I got lucky because oh, you, yeah. you could only get the weapons. There was no engram to turn in. There was, there was no tokens you could do. It was just the bounties. You can bounties i like having bounties as an op like that's destiny did one did a great i hate again i don't like saying d1 good d2 bad but i like the i like the the notion of back in d1 bounties were an extra if you wanted extra rolls for weapons Mm -hmm. these weapons weren't a must have you could get other weapons from other sources yeah you know another thing varying difficulties of the nightfalls why no one needs that make grandmaster the only difficulty and everybody would be happy i swear to god Heroic yeah. strikes and grandmaster strikes. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I think Bungie kind of misinterpreted what people loved about Destiny One. 
they're just reading the subreddit and ex- expecting them to know what the fuck to do. Yeah, I mean, it's a very complex situation with Destiny. Sure, I mean, I'm not a game developer, you know? I'm mm-hmm. sure they're trying their hardest. Absolutely, I know they are, because... And let's Why be would not, they let's buy be, their IP from Activision if they didn't care? And let's be honest here, also, what? they make the most money from a good game. More people will play yeah. it, more people will buy cosmetics, more people will buy DLC. Dude, how... Like, Shadowkeep was piss poor as hell, but like Datto said, it was the best views his channel had ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, topping Vanilla Destiny, Taken King, everything. It was his best, best views for a single month. I mean, I really enjoyed Shadowkeep. It I did it, too. It, it, was, it wasn't a great story. It was kind of lackluster. Dude, you could tell that the entire point of that story was just to set up for the rest of the year for something big this fall. Cause... And no one wants that. See, that would, no, listen, that would be totally fine if they left the, proceed, the, the previous season's content in. So when you come back, you know. They, 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 they talk about how, like, banging out these stories in one day because you're really into it is a bad thing. I disagree. I like that. You could bang like out Destiny be- 1 story in a single day. I, if I'm enjoying it, I want to grind it and play the story. Like, no one, mm-hmm. no one comes to Destiny for specifically just the story missions. They come for everything. Yeah. So the notion that the actual story has to be spaced out is so mind-blowingly stupid to me. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, I'm okay with storytelling throughout the season. I'm sure. I'm, I'm perfectly okay keep with it. that. Yeah. If they keep it in the game. Yeah. I mean, like, the the little things like the portal being built behind Ikora was pretty cool. And I think we're going to see something interesting with the Almighty uh, next week. Something's going to happen. Um, sure. I hope so. I hope we could do that that Siva fight and Siva coming back next season. That would be sick. That would Dude, be I want to see Rescue and try to fight the pyramid with Siva. Well, the Almighty with Siva. And I have... saw a crazy... Okay, we're going into spin foil theories now because this yeah. is one of my favorite things to do with Destiny, actually, because you can come up with crazy theories. One of the things I saw is in the end of the Shadowkeep uh, campaign, do you remember the line that the Darkness told to us directly, the, the bad guys, like, straight up told us? What? They said, we are, your, yeah, we are your salvation. Yeah, maybe the darkness is going to save us just to... Rasputin is going to fail to destroy the Almighty, and... Oh, no doubt. Or if he does, it's going to be very barely. And I think... Oh, no, and then they'll save us. Then then it'll be revealed that they saved us. The pyramid ships actually did it. The Doritos saved us. Now, I'll bring in an interesting thing, then. What's what's the actual villains in the game? Because the darkness has been the villain all along. That's another thing. When the darkness comes and we... The pyramid ships are revealed. You know, we have the Doritos... What's next? And we fight the veil. No, or whatever they're called. What's next? They've been hiving that up for years. People have been looking forward to it. After that, what's next? Well, what was next after Taken King? They didn't tease fighting the darkness directly. I mean, there's still Savathun and Shiva Arath out there. I know, but like this was like the big thing of the Destiny universe. Like, there's nothing bigger than this. I don't know, dude. It's gonna be hard for them. I feel like the Menagerie ruined the game. Not gonna lie. It was so good that a lot of the activities are just considered bad now. Yeah. I feel like they're doing that a lot. I mean... But yeah, so you can see you can see the Almighty and the Sun in the tower. Yes, which is the ship that's flying towards Earth that the Cabal sent to destroy it. I mean, that is an interesting discussion to have. Where, where does Destiny go post-Collapse, which is the working title that players are working off of for when the darkness attacks? Where do you go from there? 
I, I can imagine it being a lot more open world and MMO building stuff up, trying to get our shit together. Or maybe it's going to be literally a, you know, do you want to be dark or light? You know, you that know, kind of thing. But I don't think Bungie's going to subscribe to the idea of you make these really big decision choices. Like the, the most dramatic thing they've done that made you like de- decide between one thing or another is like Vanguard or Drifter. Obviously, you pick snitch. Drifter. Yeah. Obviously, but it's, like, but it's like they they want to make Hunter Titan Warlocks so similar to each other. I don't think they'd be, I don't think they would make us make that choice. They want one streamlined experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, okay. And this is something I've thought about for a while, and something I would love to see happen. I don't think it's gonna happen, but it is. Oh, wonderful! A fighter jet just flew overhead. Uh, anyways. Something I would love to see happen in the game is this fall, the expansion is not actually expansion. It's a single cinematic that comes out and it basically shows just humanity getting wiped out. All of humanity, the collapse happens again. All of humanity gets wiped out. The tower is destroyed. The but travel- do the guardians the tra- live, or do the- we have to like create a new character and like be like the one living person? That's what I was thinking. Is you basically have it be desolate landscape throughout the solar system. The guardians Nothing have is to populated. be the new species. It's all empty, and that opens up having new species because the traveler is under attack. It releases new ghosts. There's now Elixney and Cabal, um, like guardians as a species. So you can choose your species and then your class. Yeah, or you know they they Dude, do. They, or they could have done so Iron much with that awoken exo-human thing, but they did nothing. They could have added special perks, but they didn't. I don't understand. Awoken have more Sorry. powerful abilities. Humans can move Shoot faster. Harder. Yeah, yeah, humans are more accurate and exos. <laughs> yeah, exos can hack things faster. That's not balanced at all, but that's, like, just something we came up off the top of our head in 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, no, I would love to see it be where, like, this this fall expansion isn't anything. It just shows the ships coming in, they destroy everything, and then it says Destiny 3 coming out. And, like, and this would be, like, my dream. It's, like, go and buy Destiny 3. It's available in the store right now. They they, They haven't told us anything that Destiny 3 is coming, which... By the way, I'm leaning towards because at this point, Destiny Two had been teased. At this point, Shadowkeep had been teased. At this point, Taken King. Oh, had we been know. Teased. Well, they they this refer is... to it being Destiny One Year Four. Like it's basically confirmed. What is? They they referred. They said Destiny Two moving into Destiny Two Year Four, in interviews before. Yeah, I, I know, but they have. Okay, more of my point being is that like they could do something really interesting, because by now, they've always done promotion for their fall expansion we're in may now yeah we're when was forsaken teased forsaken was teased very was early like yeah it was june 11th it was so maybe we'll see something soon yeah that's that's my that's my point is that the fact Sorry, we haven't may, june 5th do you know when destiny 2 was teased like the original destiny 2 was teased i think it was like it was april fuck, may it was yeah, april it was, it was like... a teaser trailer with uh Cade. That was a good trailer. That was a very good trailer. I loved that trailer. And that trailer with the tower exploding, that was also insane. Yes, both of those. Those are insane. 
Um, Whoever they have making those videos, dude. They're killing it. Christ. They're killing yeah. it. My, my point being is that we haven't heard anything. Like, they've talked about how, hey, we're working on Destiny 2, or hey, we're working on this new expansion that's coming out, or hey, we're working on this, or we're working on that. And instead, they haven't said anything. There's literally nothing. They said, hey, we're working on these new things like Transmorg, and which, by the way, the past few TWABs, Bungie's doing better than it ever has. I, I just want to well, say yeah. that. They've been more communicative about what's wrong. They've been faster to patch. They've been, they've actually been stepping it up. So I, ha I do have high hopes uh, for the studio. They're doing better than they ever have. Not monetarily, just, just with uh, communication and player base. But just because they haven't said anything about it, I don't know. I think the other thing I think they might do is they might bring Destiny 1 in. Because right now, it's super jarring. You do the first mission in destiny one and then you're dumped Don't into a to. new tower and there's no campaigns or anything it's yeah just why did do they whatever. do that that's so weird why why did they have to do it like that like i, I heard that they, they redid new light so now you're given the red war initially and then after you do the red war it gives you osiris and all this stuff but why did they choose to do it so hmm. bad yeah why why do they have a, it makes no sense you do new you do that new light mission and then you're thrown into fighting the Cabal as if you've already, and, like, done stuff for the past, like, decade. And then you're killed, by, or almost killed by Gull. Like, wh where does that come from? And also, you're not even given that. You don't go from that to that mission. You're literally tossed into the new tower. Yeah. And, there, and you can go and get the campaign from, of all people, not Zavala, not Ikora, yeah. not Shaxx, ha not not even hawthorne um holiday you go to who's gonna think holiday. to go to amanda holiday i, I had I'm to look it up so i could years. play through the campaign with my brother yeah so i i mean I, I think i think they changed it though with this season so now they're they automatically give you the give you the campaign but the fact in the first place is they have you go to the tower is a problem that makes no sense and I, I mean, even... if they introduce, like, okay, here would be my... Here this would be is my... why they need Destiny 3 now, because they, there makes no sense. It, my dream would I'm be just... this. Destiny 1 gets added along with all of its old raids, none of its old content. I mean, no, mm. I mean like, weapon-wise, weapon-wise, armor-wise. You don't, you cannot add that and balance that. That is too much stuff. Sure. You uh, remove old weapon quests, and... You basically just have it as a story. So that way you don't have to. You don't even need the patrol spaces. All you need is the story missions, and you don't even need. You don't even need the raids. Maybe you could like, or you could add the raids and have them be, like, smaller skyboxes and stuff. There's well, make, so much like, stuff they could dumb do. them down, make them a strike. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. It would be so hard to do that, though. It would be so hard to do that. That would be so cool. I mean, really, if, know... if you were to do it right, you would basically just have to rename the game Destiny and start from the ground up with everything combined into a single thing. You would... Uh... I know, but that, 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 that also begs the question, like, they've already reached your technological limit yeah. on how much... What I don't... When they say that, they're being very vague, because I don't know if they're talking regarding literal... Actually, another thing, the reason that file size is a problem is because PS4 has a limit on how big a game can be, 100 gigabytes. They can't go above 100 gigabytes, or you're not allowed to have the game certified or something. 
So that's the only reason that the size is a problem. Yeah. So I don't know if if they would they could physically fit all of D1 story on 14 gigabytes. And I mean, so. can we also just appreciate that Bungie that that's a struggle that they're having with their game. That's how big their game is. That's Im- yeah. that's impressive. That is impressive. That's a lot of stuff. When I say evolving universe, I don't think I won't say anybody, but I would rather see them destroy Titan than have no new content. I think they're gonna you know, do, move I, the. Hang on, let me move the quests look. elsewhere, or maybe even just have you. I don't know because the Titan map is like two hundred megabytes. Hang so on. like, let me quickly take a look at the Destiny Two director. Okay. Um, the Destiny Two director is we have the moon nessus dreaming city so okay titan is a moon of saturn right yeah you do realize that we're gonna have be having the pyramid ships be coming by saturn by the end of the season there's been a there's well, been that, a leaked that's uh, why it was a leaked video of that it's just like a tiny cut scene and just those are the ships going in front of saturn that's why i was saying maybe they'll just like not care about titan just fucking fly straight through it and blow it up i mean they already almost destroyed titan once you know what else they might remove wait how do they do that what do you mean oh in the lore they on titan the darkness extent used gravity wells on either side of titan and pulled the planet apart and then let go and let a massive tsunami engulf the planet it's what destroyed almost everything but, I see. You know, it's interesting. Where's the ominous music at in the game? Uh, they have ominous music in the tangled. Well, they have it in the tower and tangled shore. So, towers getting just towers getting damaged by the Almighty. What's happening at the tangled shore? My theory is that the tower is gonna get the damage in the last week of the season. Then the first week of next season, it's gonna like they're gonna see. Oh no, the tower's falling apart. Because I think the reef is getting destroyed. Much. The reef, yeah, dreaming city in the did reef. Just, did you just call it the reef? I mean, Bro. that's where it is, bruh. It's the tangled okay. shore and the reef. What do you want from me? It's All tangled right, shore dude. and the reef. All right, dude. Where even is the dreaming city located? Dreaming city like, is physically. located within a singularity. It's inside a black hole. Uh-huh. Oh, that's nice. It's inside a small black hole inside the asteroid belt, which should really f up the solar system. But whatever, it's no big deal. Wait, yeah, what? Okay. Yeah, just give up. Um, wait, hold I, on. So wait, I where is the asteroid belt in relation to the other planets? We have, do we go? Okay. For, isn't that the furthest location we go to? In, I think it is. In what? Like relative to the Destiny universe, isn't that the furthest we travel from Earth to get to a? No, place? Saturn. Saturn's beyond that. Io's beyond that. Titan's beyond that. Oh, Nessus is way beyond that. Nessus is really far. Yeah. What the hell is Io? Io is a moon of Jupiter. I see. Hang on. Let me see where Nessus is. Where is Nessus? Nessus is a centaur planet. It's out in the Kuiper Belt. Nessus yeah. is past the orbit of Neptune, which is our farthest planet. So think Pluto. That's how far away Nessus is. Yeah. Which is interesting because they don't have Nessus on the map um, in the vaults. So it's interesting that Nessus. Io is a moon Wait, what do you of, mean? Wait, what? of Jupiter. What are, you, what are you talking about? It's not on the well, map. Uh, the, the bunker. You know how you have the map oh. with the Doritos? Oh, that's probably just because it's really tiny, to be it honest. It is. It's an unstable centaur. Yeah. So, so it's, it's yeah. very small. 
Yeah, but so was Io. Io, yeah, Io is even smaller. Very small. Io is very small as well. So, um, yeah, no Nessus. I mean, people have gone in game. Nessus is the farthest we go. But in yeah. lore, people have gone out past the Heliopause, which is the farthest place our solar wind goes, which is way out there. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if like we physically, like how how good our, our jump ships are physically. Uh, jump ships. It's the way it seems is that um it kind of works like i think we're powered by the light well no the the jump ships are not powered by the light the jump ships uh worked before that it seems to me no no remember remember how the ghost like fixed it up they did the ghost mention i can't remember if the ghost mentioned like we had some fuel left or some in destiny one they said yeah in destiny one they said there's enough fuel to get us to the tower and then we had to go back to old russia to get a jump drive yeah. So, so maybe that jump drive is powered by the ghost using light, maybe? I don't know, but w- I, I'm pretty sure it works the same way it does in Halo, so where you go into an alternate space, and then, depending on how fast your ship is, is how fast you go. So. That just seems... What do you mean? Fast? How fast your ship is, is how fast you go. So, okay, yeah. let's put it this way. <laughs> okay. Let's say there's a wormhole from Earth to Jupiter. Yeah. And let's say that wormhole is... There's still space in between the wormhole. It's not... It, it, it yeah. has thickness still. Yes. You would be going through an alternate space to get to Jupiter. Depending oh. on how fast you ran through that wormhole would depend how fast you go through real space. If you think about it like that. Yes. And in Halo, what they have is basically the, the place where they're tran- going through is a lower dimension of space. Like you... You're basically going subspace. You're going underneath where real space is. It's complicated, and the math does exist for it. The math exists, yes. Yes, it does. Um, But the idea in Halo is that there's still vast spaces there that you need to cross. You're not just creating a stable wormhole from one place to another. You're um, riding basically a wave, almost. And depending on how fast you move the faster you'll get there, which is why the Covenant can teleport so much, can use slip space so much further than humans because their ships are so much faster. Not their slip space yeah. drives are insanely good. So I think yeah. that's kind of, and it, it's so busted though in, in Destiny because you go from Earth to the moon in the same amount of time it takes you to go from Earth to Nessus, which is out past Neptune, so several. Well, that's why I was saying maybe it's powered by light magic, and we just kind of vibe over there. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Or maybe it's just non-canon for loading purposes, and we're just spin foiling right now. Well, that is definitely what we're doing. We're just spin foiling right now. But I mean, what would you want to see happen this fall? I definitely want to see Doritos. And I also want to see Sabathun. Those are like the two biggest things. Like, what's that strike they just added and said nothing about? Uh, the festering core. The festering core, where it's just they like, just said nothing Sabathun about that. Sabathun shows was... herself, and everyone's just like, yeah. "Wait, what? This is how you're revealing Sabathun for reals?" Right? It's like, <laughs> like you barely hit the entire villain of. I can't Forsaken tell if they did that not... too well. The entire villain like, lo- was Sabathun in Forsaken, and you never fully mentioned it. You just kind of hinted at it, and this is how you're gonna do it. That was, I can't tell that it's just, like, uh, really ominous and done really well. Like, come the future, when they finally do something with her five years later from now. And we look back, we're like, holy shit, you know? 
we that was insane for some reason. Well, the only no. way we can kill Savathun is by breaking the cycle in the Dreaming City. Which don't we hit? Well, we we have to. Sit. She'd probably banish herself Ooh. to the throne. Oh wait, do, wait, wait! I just had massive brainwave. I just had massive brainwave. Yeah. She uses the that. Dreaming City as a battery, so that she she never dies. Well, I feel like before she. If what? the darkness... Wait, what is the cycle? What are you talking about? The Dreaming City cycle, how there's death going on over and over there, fighting and death. Oh, right, 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 right. Her right, right, worm right, right. is fed by that nonstop, which, yes, uh, yes, for I those of you who don't know, in, in Destiny, there's these enemies called the Hive, and the way that they survive is they need to kill things, because they made a pact with I some ancient stuff. I read that last night in this book. This grimoire collection. Oh, you're re oh, you're reading. Oh, dude. I'm reading it again. I literally read so, it last night talking about the sisters, how they just, like had to kill each other, over, like like they had to kill each other or something over and over again. Yes. To become more powerful. Yes. Um, and one of them almost had to kill themselves to become more powerful. Yep. or Something I don't know. Um, they all got re. They all got reborn. One one became or Oryx re. Uh, Oryx killed them and then. Uh, sorry. Orash. Orash when it was first, and then Aurix, and then Oryx. Yeah. Orash, and then yeah, didn't Oryx change names three times? Yeah, it was Aurash when uh, she was uh, just a krill. Then it became Aurix yeah. when uh, she first became Hive, and that's also when he had the gender change. He became a man. And then he became Oryx when he communed with the dark and gained the power to take. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So that's who how was that, that worm that did that. Who was that worm that gave him that power? Oh, I can't remember. It was Akka. I think it was Akka. He killed Akka to get the knowledge. And then Sabathun was the war one. No, that's Shivu Arath. Sabathun is the trickster. She got the knowledge. Yes. Okay. Um. So, anyways. Yeah, the fact we just killed that worm. Who was that? Was Zol was the we Zol was the weakest, by the way. Zol was the weakest worm. I I know I know who who did Zol communicate with? Zol uh Zol was with Nocris. Nocris was the son of Oryx. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we killed Nocris. Yeah, and right. Nocris was a betrayer because he performed reincarnation, which when you yeah. think about it, you're the hive war you like worship the you worship death. Like death is what feeds you. Everything about death is what you is important to you. So you would see how that would piss off Daddy Oryx. Well, no, the like the the uh, uh, when Oryx died, everybody was like begging Nocris to revive Oryx, I believe, or someone, and that Nocris or someone I don't remember who it was. They're like, no, I'm not gonna do that. No, yeah, unless you, I, I don't know. You have you know, to like, prove yourself or something. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, what I was talking about before is Savathun is fed. Because she created the Dreaming City Cycle, which happens every three weeks, and it becomes more corrupted, and we kill Riven over and over and over, and it feeds her. All the death that Guardians cause, slash the Awoken cause... So why cause, do we keep killing Riven? Because we want loot. <laughs> Is that actually the explanation in the lore, or do you just not know? No, that's the actual explanation. Most of her feeding, that's though, nice. comes from the Awoken, who are die and then are reborn and fight over and over and over and over and over <laughs> yeah you love to see it dude so that's how she's fed she's fed indefinitely the only way to kill her in that way because is to she die is no is to break that dream is to break that cycle how do we do that oh well there's spooky music going on at the tangled shore 
which is the entrance to the Dreaming City. I think the Doritos might destroy the Dreaming City and the what? Reef and the Reef. And that would mean that Savathun is vulnerable and that could be the fall expansion is Savathun has become vulnerable because they've signposted both the Darkness and Savathun within the past year. That would year. be mad. It would kill Forsaken, which would be the only other expansion in V2. That would make him very upset. Yeah, I mean, it's... They're really stuck in a tie here. What do they do? What do they do? How do you get rid of a location and not... Destiny 3. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you go... We're at an hour. We should, like, stop. We should stop? Yes. All right. Well, there's a few quick closing things uh, just to talk about. Uh, these podcasts are going to become more regular. So if you guys want to tune into them, make sure you do. Uh, going with all the Destiny stuff we were talking about, a good primer to start with is My Name is Byef. His channel will also be linked below. Um, he's a great Destiny lore creator. Uh, and if you are interested in hanging out, go ahead and follow us here. And uh, we'll definitely be posting more. If you want to ask us questions that we can answer on the podcast or just to you in Discord, Make sure to join our Discord, and we'll also be able to answer all of that. So we want to thank you guys all for tuning in. So. All right. Thank you, boys. See you later. Deuces.